Welcome to Tech Made Simple, a podcast for people who want more from the technology they use. Here's your technology navigator, Michelle Guerra. Hello there, it's Michelle Guerra, and you're listening to the Tech Made Simple podcast. Today I have something really special in store for you, my listeners. I'm going to share an interview with one of my girlfriends, Annie Anderson. She has a yoga trapeze business, the only one in the Houston area. Annie and I met in a networking group that meets weekly. We became really good friends over the past few years, not because we are small business owners, but because we both share a similar interest in serving our clients in the best way possible. During one meeting, Annie had brought up a topic of some frustrations that she was having with getting student enrollment and having to manage so many text messages during the week to help her students enroll more frequently. Our discussion started to be an opportunity for me to share with her how she needed to create a marketing or communication plan for her business. Last week's episode number 25, I shared my process that I follow in order to create a successful marketing plan for my business. If you haven't listened to that episode, I would highly recommend it. Before I get to the interview with Annie, as you listen, I want to encourage you to identify some of Annie's pain points that she was struggling with in her business. We all can learn things from each other, and I hope that some of the things that Annie shares in this interview will help you identify some aspect of your business that you may want to change so that you can work more efficiently and effectively with your customers. So let's get right to the interview with Annie. So hello, Miss Annie Anderson. How are hey. you today? I am doing well. Okay, awesome. Um, can you like give a little introduction about your business? Your, the name of your business and what, what you do and your awesomeness around that? I own Yoga Trapeze Houston, and it is a yoga trapeze place. Um, um, it is, for people who aren't familiar with yoga trapeze, it's kind of a combination between aerial yoga and uh, total resistance exercise, um, TRX, you'd kind of see that in a CrossFit gym kind of place. Okay. Um, so we have the benefits of the aerial silks, but we also have the benefits of um, you know, pulling motion and things like that. So it's the only, I'm the only um, person in Houston who's been to Barcelona for training for the yoga trapeze. So um, it's also known by other names that um, aren't yoga trapeze, but uh, I own the yoga trapeze business here in Houston. So So you, you have some sort of slogan that you told me when I first met you that was like, I can get you upside down in 11 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Was it, was, was that your slogan yeah. or something that you're oh, I can get you upside down in 11 seconds? You just wait. Uh, it's a promise. I can, I, I don't know if it was a slogan. My, uh, yes, but I can, I can get you upside down. I can, I can get you in a handstand day one, like. Lickety split. Lickety split. You'll be standing on your head, hanging upside down. All good. 
Excellent. Yeah. Well, I have a few listeners that I know that go take uh, yoga. And I think when I've told them about, oh yeah, I've got a girlfriend that does trapeze yoga. They're like, I don't know if I could do that. I said, you can try it. <laughs> it's, it's so much easier than regular yoga. We it, think of the strap, not as a, you know, whatever, anything more than a device that, um, helps you support you, um, keep you upright while you're learning balance. So you get the benefits of inversion without having to, you know, put the strain on your neck by standing on your head, you're off the ground. So you still get the benefits without breaking your neck. So cool. Awesome. Um, all right. So one of our Tuesday evening, um, group gatherings, um, you, you kind of told me a little bit about something that you were struggling with in your business. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that was? Well, my main problem is always getting butts in slings. I have limited space. Mm -hmm. And so I'm either over full or completely empty. So I needed to kind of get butts in seats at different times. I needed um, to space it out more regularly to um, just get people into class at the times where there, there were lacking students. So that was okay. my biggest problem. And so what sort of technology were you using at the time um, um, that you, you actually would get people to sign up for the class? Most of it was texting people. Uh, when I went to, for training, they were very, you know, and, and you know, it was in Europe, so it was, it's a different kind mm -hmm. of demographic, but they're like, call people, text people, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one kind of communication is like super great, which may work for some people. It wasn't working for me. Um, basically, when I wasn't busy, I could manage 10 to 12 to 15 students and be like, oh, I got to text these 10 people. And then I had a promotion that went really, really well. And I had 35, 40 students a day for a while. And a lot of them didn't convert because I didn't have the technique to follow up with 40 people a day. Um, well, I don't think and, anybody can. I mean, that's no. And it was like I and I would I'd look back over my class list for the week, and I'm like, I don't even remember these people, which is really sad because I kind of you know I when it was small, it was like, oh, I know these people. I'm their new best friend. I text them every day, and and they'd text me at 11 o'clock at night and go, hey, can I come to class? And I'd be like, sure, I'll add you. And it was no, it was no big deal to manage that. But then when I got you know, client list into the hundreds, it was like, who's been to class, who hasn't been to class, where these people come from, where are they going? Um, why aren't they here? Why are they here? Do I text them? Do I call them? Which I, yeah. it was just completely overwhelming once I got past that initial like bubble that I could manage. And so it ended up being, I would text the people who came to class this week and be like, Oh, thanks for coming to class. Um, you want to sign up for the same class next week? And they'd be like, sure. And that would work great until 
for whatever reason, they stopped coming to class. And then instead of 10 people every week, I went down to three and, you know, it's just like, now I got to go find more. So, um, maintaining a client base on a completely one-on-one physical touch every week was not scalable. Like it wasn't, I wasn't able to maintain the numbers that I need to maintain to run a business. Okay. So once I sat down with you during that, that group meeting that we were just sitting there, you and I, and I gave you the few steps that I said you needed to do, get your email list, um, and then start uh, deciding when you're going to actually start committing to times and dates that you're going to start sending something to these people and then decide what you're going to send them. When I gave you all of that and said, do this, make your process and then start using this, this tool. How did you handle that? Um, well, basically I decided what, if I had designed the perfect scenario for myself, I would have everybody sign up for class the week before. So it was like, so I would know how to plan my week. I would know how to plan classes. I would know who's in class. So I know which, you know, flow to use that particular class and, you know, be able to adjust people if I needed to adjust where they were in the schedule so that I wasn't doing it last minute. So I decided I would send out a book your class schedule reminder on Sundays. Okay. So... Um, and the thing it, that I was always struggling with, with, um, you told me to use MailChimp and I teach yoga. I don't do technology. I'm like, I'm not good at it. I don't know. And you said, well, set up a template. And I'm like, oh. yeah, <laughs> I'm like whatever. I roll in the, yes, oh, I'm like, so a template. And so, um, yes, I believe that you walked me through that step-by-step, uh, step, which after I got it into the template, um, because there are different classes that I offer week to week. Right. And so, and at the time I was offering them at multiple locations. And so I'm like, well, and you just said, put everything in there, put every possibility. It's easier to take them out and edit them than it is to put them in. So I put every studio, I put every class variation, I put every time that I would ever possibly book a class, mm-hmm. even though, you know, it looked overwhelming all on one page. It was like, oh, this is every possibility known to man. And I also put the buttons in. So book, book this studio now, book this studio now, book this class now, so that, um, Um, you know, we could have all of that available. And then I just, on Sunday or whenever I put up my schedule for the week, I just go in, take everything out that wasn't relevant and send it on its merry way. So, um, so you simplified a process that you can sustain it. You can actually, okay, every single week I need to make sure that I know what my schedule is and then go update my my uh, MailChimp uh, yes. email that I'm going to send. And that has also helped me because there are some times where, for whatever reason, 
I don't offer my Friday class, mm -hmm. whether it's a weekend that I have to go um, get my kids and do something with them. So it was easier to just send out a thing. Hey, look at the schedule, book your schedule. By the way, we don't have classes Friday. Don't book that because it's not there. And so it was just an easier way to communicate whether rather than trying to remember who might have ever wanted to take a Friday class who might accidentally want to sign up for it. And, you know, so it was just, it simplified everything in that realm. So nice. um, that was very helpful. So. Okay. And so um, now that you've actually started utilizing this MailChimp tool um, to communicate and to um, inform your students, this, this massive list that you have, because, you know, you obviously tried doing the texting thing and that was just too cumbersome for you and overwhelming, which I can't imagine how you were doing that. I don't know how you were surviving that because I can't even handle two or three texts at one time, let alone 20 or 30, maybe even 40 people, you know, sending you a text, Hey, add me to the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. Um, so how has this like changed? Cause I mean, this has been like a month now that you've actually been really, um, focusing on making this change and, and making this, this change to benefit you so that your, um, your business is, is really getting off the ground now. It's, it's doing better. And, um, talk about, um, how the, the starting point. Now I know the first week you, you came, you came back to me and you're like, Oh my God, these people are just like, really, they're pulling, pulling my hair out. And, and yeah, I know that there's like a slight learning curve because you're doing there it for the first time. Curve. Because used to be, Hey Annie, I'm coming to class on Tuesday. Okay. Boom, done in class, whatever. Yeah. Now I'm like, go book your class. Uh -huh. And the reason that I'm kind of, that I, kind of wanted to get away from the texting as well was, you know, say Susie Q wanted to come Tuesdays. She's come every Tuesday. I book her in the class. I put in the coupon codes for her membership and blah, blah, blah. And she forgets to tell me that she's going out of town this week. Mm -hmm. And so then I have to go back and undo it and did she tell me did she not tell me like I wouldn't have signed up for the class and then it's just like so I ended up giving her a class that you know um somebody else could have been in that seat because she was taking up a space that she wasn't even gonna so I'm like I'm not gonna book your classes anymore because I don't know if you're coming like I don't want to assume you're coming and I am at the point now where classes are full Mm -hmm. And so you come claim your space, do it quickly so that I can add more classes if I need to. And um, you're not taking a phantom seat away from somebody else who would be on a wait list. Right. And so um, that this MailChimp thing has now been more clarity for your audience right. and, and for you um, to not have to manage all these text messages that you're right. doing. And, and, and so, it's empowering your, your, your actual audience right. to go schedule it for yourself. Right. Which they did not like and appreciate as much as, as we would have hoped that they would. So they were like, well, just book me into Tuesday. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not booking you into Tuesday. I'm, telling you to go book yourself into Tuesday 
And the only thing you have to do is push the button on the email that you've obviously read. So, <laughs> yes, it's, it's a little training process right. that we have to so, do. So you read the email, yeah. push the button, it will take you directly to the class that is that class that you asked me to sign you up for. Yes. And all you have to do is put your name in, which is going to auto-populate because you're a client. So yes. everything that you need will be put in there. And then the other thing was um, I sell memberships. And so you get a certain number of classes per month with your membership. Right. Sometimes people take more. Mm -hmm. And so they would they would text me and my, my coupon code doesn't work. I said, well, then you're out of, you know, you're out of slots for the month. You need to buy more. And um, in the past, it would be like, I would just add them. And then, then I'd have to remember, oh, like, like, okay, well, Susie Q's coupon didn't work because she's taken six classes this month instead of four. So I need to get her money for the other two. And then I'm chasing her. And she's like, well, I thought I had a coupon code. And then it was, you know, then it was a, you know, do I collect on somebody or you know, whatever. So it was just, it's, it's for them to know too. So they can see, Hey, these are the four classes I have. These are the four classes I booked. I'm, if I want to take six classes this month, I need to go and purchase two more because it won't let me book a class without paying for it. So um, that was also helpful. It's increased my revenue there where I don't have to then chase people for, you know, back classes. So yeah, and it it's kind of made it again, making it a process that you are following and you're teaching your audience what your process is by sending them these communications. Yeah, yeah I understand the first maybe one, one and a half weeks that you did this, you were going to have a little bit of torturing pain, but yeah. the, the and, I mean, pain, it wasn't that bad. It was, I mean, it, it was just changing expectations because, Hey, we've had this relationship for the past year, year and a half, however long they've been. And, you know, people are resistant to change, even if it's beneficial, like always like, yes, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the great thing is, is you, you now realize that when you want to control these texting and trying to get people in classes, it doesn't, necessarily benefit you it, it makes a pain point for you because you're having to do all this administration when you really want to empower your audience to do that for themselves um, so um, talk about some other things that you've been able to benefit just from using this MailChimp um, with your communications well, the one thing that um, like I can directly relate to is um, since I have a yoga studio, I also have a yoga shop where I can sell stuff. And the manufacturer that, that processes the orders was having a sale. And so I had a super easy way to tell 200 people, hey, we're having a sale. Go check it out and sent them a thing with a button, they clicked it, it went to the magic space of the internet, and they were able to buy stuff, which benefited me, um, because I, you know, get a portion of the sale. And so right. it was, I can directly relate actual dollars to my having that 
Whereas before I would have went, oh, I got to remember who I need to tell that might be interested, who might have mentioned this before, who like, I'm and you know, I was always going to forget somebody. And now with the, the MailChimp, you know, email thing, I send it out. Everybody gets it who's signed up for a class. If they don't want to get it, boom, unsubscribe, easy peasy, no, no harm, no foul. Um, then I don't have to remember if they told me they don't ever want to hear from me again. They just, they just choose to go somewhere else and that is fine. And I bless them and send them on their way. So, um, so yeah. And, and it's just like, and I've started a summer series and people, I, I can explain the summer series in an email in a couple of paragraphs as opposed to trying to fit it all. Hey, we're doing a summer series in a text. And then remembering what I've told persons A, B, C, and D so that I'm not either leaving information out or repeating it over and over again because I can't remember who I've told what. So email, you know, couple paragraphs. This is what we're doing. This is when it is. This is how much it is. These are the benefits. These are the risks and rewards and you know you leave with a baby unicorn and it'll all be awesome so. <laughs> I want to leave with a baby unicorn <laughs> well come to class <laughs> um all right well I appreciate you um taking the time to to do this interview with me I I um I know that a lot of my um my audience uh kind of struggles with probably the same sort of thing that you do. Now, maybe they don't have a brick and mortar. Maybe they just want to, to learn how to communicate better with um, their audience, but you certainly have given them, you know, some ways of understanding that you have to really be more intentional about how you communicate with your audience so that you're not, you know, doing so many things behind the scenes. Um, well, and, and one of the things that I fought back with you on was that email is dead. I'm like, nobody reads their email anymore. It's stupid. Like, like I've got 180,000 unread emails in my email box, and that's probably not an exaggeration. And I know you're like, <sighs> right now, you're like a little tense about that little number. But, um, but yeah, I'm like, nobody's reading their emails. I like you know, text is the way to go. And you're like, no, send an email. And so you were right. I sent an email. <laughs> it's not that I want to be right. No, I just but... want you to understand that there are people outside of yourself that actually do read their email and they do yeah. pay attention. So yeah. you, you are something that they, they want, they want to hear from and they want to hear from you. And so it's amazing how we don't even think about that kind of thing, but right. people do. People want to hear yeah. from me. People want to hear about my podcast. People want to hear about my special giveaways or whatever it is I, I've got to say. Um, and yes, email is not dead. Email is still alive and it's probably one of the highest in more communicated uh, about things. I mean, how do you know about sales from a store? Um, right. I mean, yeah, we probably have one of those, uh, junk email accounts that we give all of our, you know, email accounts to. But by the way, sometimes you're like, Oh, I'll just go shop through that and see, yeah. Oh, the latest ones. Oh, look, they've got some, see, well, it's email. The, 
other thing is, is I, you asked me a couple of my favorites, like who, like, are there any emails that you've opened? And I'm like, yeah. And, you know, one of them is a pair, uh, or the, the shorts company, and they just have the best shorts on the planet. But if you don't go on a sale day, they're like $80. I'm like, I'm not going to wear $80 shorts to work out on, but there are days when they're three for $80. And how do they tell me in an email by saying, Hey, it's a sale day. You get three for 80 today. And I'm like, Woohoo! I'll go do that. <laughs> and I'm super happy and I'm super excited. And I'm like, I'm just like, woohoo, all the way to, all the way to the checkout cart. So. All right. So, uh, if people want to that live in here in Houston or live close to the woodlands, because that's where your your studio is, um, give us some information of how we can get in touch with you or actually attend one of your uh, trapeze yoga. Um. All right, I am Yoga Trapeze Houston on Facebook and Google, and I set up a Google thing too at your suggestion. So, um, so yes, now I'm like an official Google business. And so you can find me yoga trapeze Houston, um, on and on the Google and, um, personally I am at becoming awesomer on Instagram. Oh, wow. Okay. You can follow my shenanigans there. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for uh, spending time with me and, and sharing your story. There were a lot of points that were made during my discussion with Annie, but I don't want you to miss them. So let's do a quick recap. The first issue that Annie was having was getting students enrolled in her classes on a more regular basis. She was texting a small group like 10 to 12 on a regular basis, but soon realized that texting was not the most efficient way to getting students enrolled in classes. She had run a promotion which changed from 10 to 12 students a day to up to 40 students a day. That was not possible for her to give that personalized touch with texting for student enrollment. The second issue was management of communication for the student's next enrollment. She soon learned that using text messages was not scalable or manageable for the amount of enrollments. Once her and I had discussed having a process for how she was going to communicate with her students, it all became more of a manageable situation. Annie made some simple changes in her business that made a huge impact to her business. Annie already had email addresses of her, all her students. This was a requirement when they initially enrolled, so that, that was already taken care of. So she didn't need to reach out to everyone to collect that information. Then she decided to send out a book your class communication on Sundays. This would be a weekly communication getting her students to look at their schedule and make a choice what day and time they needed to come to class. Next, she sent out a communication that had links for self-service enrollment for classes the week before. This allowed her to plan out her week and know the number of students enrolled and where she might need to make some modifications. No more last minute changes. It became more manageable with the student load she was carrying. Lastly, she used MailChimp as her tool of choice to deliver her messages to her students. Something she had used before, but now had a purpose. 
By creating a template she could reuse over and over again made the process super simple to duplicate. Keep in mind that she didn't start with the technology. She decided to make a plan and have a purpose to communicate with her audience, which became more clear of what she needed to do. This was much more sustainable activity that helps promote her business and get more enrollment. Technology is available to us to help automate redundant tasks that we do. MailChimp is a great free tool that can be used for your audience, but you need to make a plan and have a purpose. Then it won't be frustrating or overwhelming to you. Now she is finding more ways to communicate more things like a link to her shop for a sale that she was having, or she was promoting a summer series that she had scheduled. It's a consistent way of communicating to her audience. Now that I shared Annie's story with you, do you feel you are struggling and not sure where to go? Let's talk. I wanna invite you to schedule a complimentary discovery meeting with me to see if we can work together. You can do this by going to my website, which is michellegarra.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-G-U-E-R-R-A.com. And go to my work with me page. I offer a no obligation, free 30 minute consultation. Yes, that's right, free. I love technology, but I love helping people more. If you are struggling to keep up with the latest technology, overwhelmed by the technology choices you have, confused about which technology is right for you, concerned you're wasting money on technology, or uncertain about how to use the technology you have, let's talk. My passion is helping business owners like you understand today's technology better and take full advantage of their investment. I don't know all the apps that are currently available in your app store, but I can help you find the right app that would allow you to work more efficiently. I can't solve all your problems in 30 minutes, but I can be able to direct you where you can go to the right information or support for your technology that you are already paying for. Your schedule might be tight, so I have made it simple for you to find an open time that would work for you on my calendar. I'll provide a link in the show notes for you to schedule your free consultation today. As I wrap up today's episode, I want to hear from you. I have opened the comments on the show notes for this episode on my website. Let me know what you are struggling with in your business. Are you wanting to implement technology, but just feel that you are unsure of where to start with the process? If you find today's show informative and helpful, share it with a friend. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to my email club by going to my website and opting in. Until next week, thanks for listening.